Who are you to hold yourself back from the world? We both had epiphanal moments that changed the trajectory of our careers, of our lives. Those pivotal moments where it could crush you or you rise up. And we both were like, I'm rising up. It's hard to look the devil in the eye and say thank you. You're not going to get anywhere else what we're bringing together here. So here we go. Here we go. So how are we going to start this episode? Let's start with a question. A question. Yeah. I like questions. Okay. Questions make you think. So we're going to talk about change. So have you ever just thrown yourself into a change? Have you been successful at it? Have you not been successful at it? I know for me, like, I love change. I'm one of, I'm one of those unicorns. <laughs> I love change. I had, a, I had a boss tell me one time, if you like change so much, you go first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I often throw myself into change. And sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. And what I've realized is when it doesn't is when I have neglected to prepare for change. So when you've made a choice to throw yourself into change. Yes, because there's a there's a big difference between choosing to make a change and Indeed. having to make a change, having it thrown at you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Interesting, right? Throw yourself in or yeah. be thrown into. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that it's important to recognize that those conditions. I mean, I might choose. It's okay. It's the new year. We're all making, you know. We're, let me say it differently. We're not making resolutions. We're considering that there's opportunities for change. Yes. That is good <laughs> stuff that, that we can choose to make. So there are things that I want to change. I want to, I want to because I want to. I want to because I have to. But I'm making the choice to do it. And then there's another side that says, I have to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to. And I don't want to. <laughs> what is the vegetables eating your vegetables it's like eating vegetables when you're a kid <laughs> i don't want to right right so so i have to i have to and i don't want to and there's a different feeling there's a different set of impacts both those things feelings and impacts so in the areas of impact what does a change what can a change affect mentally Physically, physically, financially, spiritually. Did I already say emotionally? Emotionally. Yeah. So when we think about the impacts a change is going to have, and we're just talking about personally. because it's about me. Yes, because <laughs> we will, in the next episode, get into the fact that no change you make is ever done without an impact on somebody else. Right. And and I one of my favorite sayings is you cannot touch the web without making the spider. So in that whole the relationship web that we have around us, whether or not it's uh, family, friends, coworkers, church, community, you make a change. It affects more than just you. Absolutely. And I'm gonna we're gonna have some fun chewing on that in the next episode. <laughs> I so. So if you have to make a change, what does that feel when it's coming from the outside? 
what are the what are the kinds of emotions and and mental tricks that we play when something comes at us and we have to make a change that we would not choose to make right and how do we prepare for that right it's difficult when it's thrown at you and it's something that you immediately want to resist right a lot and, and by nature a lot of people just resist change <laughs> whether they want it or not. It's scary change. Um, But I think about throughout my career, all the changes that were just forced on you, whether it was a reorganization, Mm -hmm. a new leader, a new process, a new technology. Sometimes those things are easy to go, okay, that makes sense. And sometimes change just for the sake of change. That's for me personally, when I have a hard time buying in, it works fine. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're hitting our numbers, we're exceeding our numbers or whatever, um, but we're going to change it anyway. And somebody can't explain or give the rationale for change that makes sense to me. It's hard for me to then be all, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Buy in. I'm on board, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And, and I- as a leader, that provokes problems. If, I, if I'm not on board and I've got to rally my team to get on board, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's near impossible. Yeah. And uh we I we both could go on about about the whole notion in terms of change in an organization and the accountability leadership has to discuss, to explain, and to expose the fact that it's gonna be hard. Uh it's gonna be messy. And you know it. Yeah. And you're not gonna be penalized for the fact that we are changing things up. Right. I can't wait for us to be able to dive deeper, <laughs> deeper into that work. But when we're talking about just me, just us, yeah. just you as an individual, the struggle with having to make change when it's in, when it's in, it's thrown at you mm-hmm. is so huge. I have uh, an associate who great had relationship with the mother-in-law they were best buds and something happened to the mother-in-law's health in the sense that through it ended up being dementia Mm -hmm. she turned from being a friend and an ally to accusing Mm -hmm. this person stealing from her and then trying to turn the rest of the family on this person who had done nothing. And so now she's got this huge issue that she had thrown, she, she was thrown into this change of a relationship that had stood the test of time and it was family. And you think about, oh my gosh, what, what is, how, I, how do you prepare for something like that? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that we can do, especially when we're thrown into a change that, isn't of our own making, yeah. isn't of our own doing, and wouldn't be something we choose. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that there's two very different approaches, right? If it's change that I want to do, it's easy to prepare because I have time to think about it versus I've now found myself in this type of situation that you just described. Um, it's almost taking step backwards to go, okay, what are the facts here? what's really happening and try to separate the emotions out of that. Cause I would imagine for this associate, that was incredibly emotional, powerfully 
painful. Yeah. Yes. And so to be able to separate the emotions out of that and really look at the facts of this person has mental decline, there's whether it's Alzheimer's, dementia, um, you know, there's some mitigating factors there. And to try to be able to offer grace for that human, difficult. And yet that can help. And then being able to approach the family members, um, you know, and just kind of think through if you were that family member, what would you want to know? How would you handle that situation? And, and really recognizing that this isn't on you, this isn't your fault. And it's something that you're going to have to manage going forward and what puts everyone in the best position. I think that that speaks very loudly to the fact, and I'm, I can't help but uh, hearken back to the days when uh, when I first met you and you were teaching crucial conversations as one of Vital Smart's master trainers. <laughs> and, you know, the notion that that whole separating fact yeah. from reaction or emotion is so important. So if whatever we're thrown into something to be able to say, okay, what? pause. What's really going on? Give me the facts. What is it? The situation. What is the situation? And what was the outcome? And what were the behaviors that went from the facts through the outcomes to create the situation? Right. <laughs> right? And it's like you have to have a cru crucial conversation with yourself mm -hmm. as much as you do if you're going to be in an organization or a family setting, whatever, is yeah. that you need first, in terms of preparing, saying, coming at you and you weren't choosing it, okay, what's really going on here? Pause and reflect. Yeah. And then use those facts the next step in, on the ladder to getting to, okay, what am I going to do? Exactly. And self-reflection, I think, is one of the most underutilized leadership skills not, I mean, again, I'll go back on my tangent of everyone's a leader. I'll probably say that in every single episode. Um, <laughs> but when you think about being the leader in your own life, being able to self-reflect is a huge ability and skill to have because it'll help in any situation. Just take a beat, take a minute and think, how might I do this differently for a better outcome? outcome might be for me, it might be for the people around me, it might be for the impact I have on the people around me. And thinking about your associate situation is, you know, this horrible thing has started to happen. And to really reflect and think, okay, I know this isn't me. Because sometimes, and particularly as women, we tend to think everything's our fault. And we, <laughs> we take on the fault of the world. We were trained well in that. Yes. yes. Um, you know, and then there's a the whole Catholic guilt thing. <laughs> but but to, to really be able to sit back and say, this is out of my control. But here's the things I can control. I can control how I react. I can control how I handle when I'm accused of things I didn't do. I can manage how I show up. Those are things that you want to be able to think through. When this first happened, what did I do? What could I have done differently? And use that going forward. That that kind of knowledge is really powerful. And especially when you're 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 put into a reaction mode. Yes. There's this this survival thing. The reptilian yeah. brain takes over. And the first thing you're not going to be thinking about is how can I make this okay for the other person? No, no. Survival. Right. So when we talk about reflection, 
whether or not we're a leader in an organization or a leader in our own life, in the family. I think one of the, the things that is most difficult is giving oneself the grace to take the beat, to take the pause. Mm-hmm. Say, it's okay to take time. It's also okay to acknowledge that whatever's going on is hard. Yes. And being able to be in community or in partnership or whatever with with somebody to be able to say, I'm I'm struggling with this, especially again if it's thrown at you. Right, right. And I think, you know, we can all do hard things. And sometimes we get stuck in that, this is so hard. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But we all deal with hard things. Hard is is a very variable. It's, mm-hmm. it's a big scale of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, to your point, being able to take that beat and give yourself that grace to say it's okay to take a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, two hours, a day, 24 hours, whatever it is we need, 48 hours, to really think and contemplate and think through the situation, what's happening, and how can I make this better if for no one else, at least for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once it's better for me, then I can maybe start to have a better impact on the people that are also involved in that change. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's really important to take that time. And so many people think taking that time is a waste of time. Yeah. One of the things that when I'm working with people on commitment to change and their own accountability for making it happen it's you you need to under, you need to take a look at what it is that's really going on we've talked about that a bunch mm-hmm. what are the facts how important is this to me yep and how willing am i to tackle it right and if it's not a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10 then that's not really good preparation, even if it's something you don't want to do but have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like you have coached many people on that. And the, the the question of on a scale of one to 10, how important is this? It's a 10. How committed are you? Six. Two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. it's like, oh, well, this is good. How, how do we fix that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but we hear that a lot, mm-hmm. right? In the, in the work that we do is everything's important. But I can't. I don't have the commitment. I don't have the willingness. So, what are some things that we do to bring that willingness to match the importance? Yes. And the other thing about giving yourself the grace to be able to look to look at this thing, this whatever, <laughs> this it, is that after you have gone through that contemplation, when something comes along that is related to the things that you've already sorted through, you're no longer in react mode. You've, you've prepared yourself to respond, not react. Right. It, it, I hear people talking about how, not that this is personal for you, right? You made me so mad. Oh, yeah. You made me so mad. You can't make me. Right. Feel anything I don't choose to feel. So how often are we saying, it's you? But the reaction was not anybody else's but your own. 
I always think about that in terms of I need to own the actions that caused you to be angry, be mad, whatever, but you have to own those emotions. I can't own your emotions, but I do need to recognize what I did trigger to you is if we think about, because you know, I'm big on impact on others. So I need to recognize, Ooh, whatever I just did really ticked Carla off. (laughs) Note to self, don't do that again. (laughs) Um, But, but you have to own the fact that you got, got angry about it. Hence, hence the tattoo I have on my arm. Nothing has meaning except for the meaning I give it. It's such a great reminder for me that I I can't make assumptions about what you meant, what you said. Um, Just the other day, someone had said something to me and I thought it was pretty rude and I stewed on it. And then I called the person the next day and I said, you know, when you said to me, you all love yourself, that was really bothersome to me because I'm not the kind of person that gets full of herself. And she said, oh, my gosh, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant you were doing some work and it was really cool and you should be proud of yourself. I'm like, well, proud of yourself and full of yourself are two totally different things. <laughs> but but it's how language gets in the way. Yeah. You know? And so there's um, – I forget where I picked it up, but it's like I'm 100% responsible for what I say and for what you hear. I can't do anything I can't about what darn you thing hear. about it. What you do with what you hear. Exactly. But it's inc- if it's important enough for me to waste your time and the precious oxygen to make a statement, to declare something, to say something, yeah, then it's incumbent on me to make sure that what I said and what you heard were together. And I'm imagining there's one person who might be hearing this right now saying, oh, geez, come on. <laughs> you know, I can't be responsible for everybody. I'm not... We're not suggesting that. Right. That That's not at all what we're, what we're suggesting. But um, I think it is important to recognize impact you have on other people. And sometimes there's nothing we can do about that. There's people that are super sensitive. There's people that are not at all sensitive. There's people that just let everything roll off. People that aren't even listening to what you say. <laughs> and they don't care what you have to say. <laughs> I can't re- I can't possibly be responsible for all of that. <laughs> but what I do have to be responsible for is at the end of the day, were my words and actions and behaviors worthy of respect? It's a question I ask myself every single night. And that sounds like a, a great takeaway from a conversation about preparing for change. Preparing for change. Is that we really don't know where it's going to be coming from no. or when. We don't know if it's something we choose or something that's foisted upon us. But what we can control in the face of change is how we respond. And that, that question was what I did today worthy of respect, which I just, I know I didn't articulate it as you did. So I'm going to ask you as a kind of a closing statement for this episode, what what is that question? What is that statement? Yeah. So at the end of the day, ask yourself, were my words and actions worthy of respect today? If they were, probably going to sleep pretty well. And if they weren't, you got some work to do. All right. Thank you. All right. I'm Doc Shelley. We'll see you next time. Carla. Bye-bye. Give thought to who you are and how you show up for others and for yourself. All right, folks, 
We'll be back.